I regain consciousness to blurred split vision. It's as if someone had poured a pot of dry sand down my throat. Whatever I'd eaten the night before left a bitter dryness in my mouth. I was so thirsty. Did I black out? I had no recollection of turning out the lights or climbing into bed. Everything was fuzzy. I had a splitting headache unlike anything I knew before. I thought, why is it taking me an eternity to clear my head and see clearly? As things came into focus, I suddenly realized I wasn't in my bedroom lying comfortably in my California king bed. I was sprawled on the floor of my guest bedroom with my head pressed against the hardwood. For the life of me, I couldn't understand why everything seemed so distorted. There was a deep silence in the room, but I sensed I was not alone. As I struggled to slowly turn my head from left to right, I saw the vast reflection of Rick's frame through my mirrored closet doors. I hoped my mind was still playing tricks on me. I was taken aback to see Rick posted against the door less than six feet away from me. I wanted to shout, Rick, what are you doing here now? His eyes told me, you better not open your mouth. In the pit of my stomach, I knew something was terribly wrong. As I was trying to process Rick's eerie facial expression, my vague, faltering memory came racing back. Okay, the last thing I recalled was Rick choking me to death. Oh, God, Rick still had that murderous smirk on his face. But ironically, he also looked bewildered and nervous. In my mind, I knew this nightmare wasn't over. I shouted to myself, Denaire, get up, girl! Get away! Run! Something was wrong. My entire body was immobilized. I wanted to run, yell, and scream. But I couldn't move an inch. Why am I pinned to the floor? While I was back to life, the reality was the rest of my body hadn't regained its functionality. There was no feeling in my legs, arms, or torso. I badly wanted to hide my face in the floor to protect myself from whatever danger was looming to my exposed, vulnerable head. Unfortunately, I couldn't muster the strength to turn my face away from him. There would be no chance of me surviving part two of his onslaught once it began. I was completely and utterly helpless. Every inch of my core wanted me to escape and live. The sad reality was I couldn't scream or blow a bubble if my life depended on it. And it did. I was paralyzed with fear, but I was determined not to show it. God had spared me, brought me back to life, and I would survive whatever was about to happen. I could hear my guardian angel saying, Get up, Denaire, 
You will live and not die. Get up. Inexplicably, Rick lost it. Instead of plummeting me to death, like I'd expected, he began pacing back and forth, violently slapping himself in the face. His actions were startling. He was mumbling profanities while tugging under his shirt. His eyes grew wider and more confused by the second. Three steps to the left, slap, slap, slap. Three steps to the right, slap, slap, slap. Three steps to the left, slap, slap, slap. Three steps to the right, slap, slap, slap. Rick's internal battle easily went on for five minutes. I knew this movie. I saw it on Lifetime. But this time, it was my life. My story.